On this episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast, we talk with Dr. Ray Grendy, clinical psychologist and adoptive dad of 10. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. My name's Tim Elder. I'm an adoptive dad myself of two. So I'm excited to talk to Dr. Ray today. This podcast is all about domestic infant adoption. And thank you again for joining me. Awesome, awesome interview today with Dr. Ray Garendi. He's one of my heroes. He's an adoptive dad of 10, as I said. And him and his wife have been very busy. Their kids are a little bit older now, but they adopted most of them very young. In fact, he'll say on the interview, he at one point had all 10 of them under the age of 12. So... He's uh, Dr. Ray's, like as I said, he's a clinical psychologist, but he's also a public speaker. He's an author of many books, and he's also a radio and TV host. So if you've never heard of Dr. Ray before, he's a very straightforward psychologist, which you wouldn't think of a normal psychologist being so straightforward, but he's very straightforward, and he has funny uh, method to his advice, and, uh, and which is why so many people listen to him and watch his TV shows. So I was so pumped to get him on the show uh, even though this interview is a little bit short uh, compared to my other episodes, his time's valuable. I was so happy to to get him on the podcast and just get to do a little question and answer session with him. So uh, he's a nationally, as I said, he's a nationally syndicated radio and TV show host. His radio show is called The Doctor Is In. It can be heard weekdays on EWTN Radio and Sirius XM on Channel 130. And his national TV show is on EWTN, and it's called Living Right with Dr. Ray, and it's entering its fourth season. Dr. Ray has also been a regular guest on radio, other radio and TV shows, including Oprah, The 700 Club, CBS This Morning, and he's written many, many books. And one of them, uh, my favorite book, obviously, is his adoption book called Adoption, Choosing It, Living It, Loving It, Straight Answers to Heartfelt Questions. Uh, in the book, you know, he answers the most commonly asked questions about adoption that he gives, and he really gives a lot of insight. Obviously, he's got a lot of humor and a heart for adoptive family. I mean, he has 10 adoptive kids. It's hard not to have a heart for adoptive families, right? But his aim is to remove misperceptions about adoption and encourage others to think about and really act on adoption and guide adoptive parents into a more relaxed and uh, rewarding family life for all those involved. So the book is definitely a resource uh, for anyone considering adoption, or if you've already in the adoption journey, highly recommend you going out and getting the book. I'll have a link to the book in the show notes at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 27. But his website's called drray.com, very easy, D-R-R-A-Y.com. So I highly encourage you to go check out that. He's got all his uh, books there and um, you can get a little snippets of his book even there and see uh, how to get a hold of his TV show and radio show. And he's got an online bookstore too. You can pick up the books right from his website and all the books from his website are autographed. So another bonus. So uh, anyway, we will get into the interview with Dr. Ray right now. Well, welcome to the Infant Adoption Guide podcast, Dr. Ray. Thank you for having me, Tim. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining me. You're kind of my hero in the adoption world. I'm an adoptive dad of two going on three, but uh, you and your wife adopted 10 kids in 12 years. It's kind of like eating potato chips. (laughs) You you always think you can eat one more until you get sick. I've heard you say that before. Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) 
I love that. Most of or several of them were adopted as infants. Is that right? Yeah, we never went through the foster care system. Six of them in infants, four later. Okay, excellent, excellent. Well, you guys are definitely an inspiration to all of us uh, in the adoption world. And I know you wrote the book called Adoption, Choosing It, Living It, Loving It, which I have a copy of and read several times. Both my wife and I have. And I, so I picked a couple quotes out of there that I wanted to, to read. And it's just one you said, a person only really knows the joy of kids by having them, not by doing a cost-benefit analysis beforehand absolutely love that quote and the other one i really love is when you said you and your wife's decision after you went through some infertility issues your decision to adopt took all of about six seconds so how did you guys know so fast that adoption was right for you we wanted a family tim and since it was not going to happen biologically we thought well let's go for adoption and we had hoped one or two children because anybody listening now knows that in the adoption world it's, it's much much more difficult to adopt than it used to be even 30 years ago so we figured one maybe two but we stumbled upon a secret and the secret it still holds uh if you don't care about the race you can adopt a lot quicker that's true so you have a transracial family yes I know that. Reading your book and uh, everything you've shared. Two Hispanic, two biracial, three black. Awesome. And how old are your kids right now? 27 down to 15. Mm. At one point, they were all under 12, and I basically didn't go home. I <laughs> UPS my wife thing and said, whatever you need, let me know, honey. I'll, uh, I'll be seeing you about once a month or so. <laughs> things are going well. And your wife is a saint, right? I've been carrying her for years. <laughs> it, you know? She didn't even work for a living when we had those 10 kids under 12. I don't know what she did all day. Yeah, she must have done something right, though. <laughs> well, hey, you know, most of my listeners and readers are adopting infants and, and babies. I'm obviously the infant adoption guide. That's what I'm about, and that's what my wife and I have done. And that really, in today's terms, usually means in over 90% of the cases, open adoptions. And I know you've written about this and talked about it before, but I just wanted to get your take on this. You know, you've had a, most of yours, I think, were closed. You had a couple that had some openness to it. What, what's your overall take on open adoption in today's adoption My world? overall take, Tim, is that, well, first of all, you're absolutely correct. That is the dominant mindset in the adoption world, especially among adoption workers. My experience as a clinician, as an adoptive father, is that it is more complicated than that. It isn't automatically that it is uh, a, a wonderful view that we're all going to be one big extended happy family. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, the reality is sometimes the birth moms have difficult lives, fragmented lives, and as a result, um, the stability isn't always there. I think in the future there will be more weighing of whether an open adoption is the best way to go automatically. Don't forget you're talking to a clinician, and as a clinician, I see the complications and the difficulties. Um, I think there's, a, there's a, an awful lot of continuum in open adoption. Obviously, you can send pictures at birthdays, holidays. You can 
maybe meet with birth mom the first year or two. But uh, the, the idea of completely wide open adoption where birth mom and all of her relatives and everyone has regular recurrent contact, in my experience, can cause complications. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. And the limited experience I have, obviously, I don't see people on a professional level like you do, but just talking to people through Facebook and other places, uh, yeah, you get that same sense. I mean, overall, I think open adoption, it's such a wide open, like you said, it could be anything from just sending a few letters and pictures to actually having a relationship, in-person relationship with people. So there's a wide range. So thank you for sharing your opinion about that and what you see, because I think it helps uh, overall hopeful adoptive families that are listening to this get a grasp on what it really means and and what it can mean in your family. And the other thing I wanted to touch on was how you and your wife had talked to your kids about adoption, you know, as they were growing up and obviously they're a little bit older now. Did you talk about adoption from the get go or how did you guys do that? No, we waited till the kids kind of opened it up. (laughs) Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't say at age five, Hey, am I adopted? (laughs) No, but they'll say something like, is that baby in that mommy's belly? Yes. Was I in your belly, Mommy? Those kinds of indirect questions open up the briefest intro to the whole adoption scene. And then over time, more details can come out. But I've always told parents, you don't have to give the horrific, ugly details if that's what they are. Well, you know, your birth dad was in prison for 12 years for armed robbery, and your birth mom lost you at birth because she took all kinds of drugs and they took you away from her. No, 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 no. You can say she was a young mommy who had some, had some trouble, and she loved you enough that she gave you life, and she wanted you to have a mommy and a daddy, and she didn't have a daddy for you at that time. You know, you, you, you kind of soften this. You don't need to give them all the, all the critical ups and downs of the whole thing. Yeah, that kind of stuff will come out later as they ask more questions, correct? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. That's exactly right. And interesting, you probably know this, but Tim, if you watched Sunday night miniseries, what percentage of adopted children would you think seek out birth parents when they're older? Yeah, probably, if you're just watching that, probably 90%. Yeah, (laughs) right. Do you know what it actually is? Yeah, it's probably like 5%, right? Yes, it's 5 to 10%. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, and this whole over-psychologized uh, approach, which is these children have a sense of abandonment that they need to close up, and there's this gaping psychological hole in their psyche because they don't know. Uh, well, first of all, personally, we didn't experience hardly any of that. And secondly, most adoptive parents that I talked to their children view them as mom and dad. I draw the analogy of if somebody told you, I don't know if you realize this, but uh, you've got a wife and family out on the West Coast, and you've had a wife and family out on the West Coast for the last 11 years. Would you wow, <laughs> i got to go meet them. You'd say, I have no idea who they are. I don't know anything about it. No. It's another world. It's another reality. And I think for many adoptive kids, that's how they see it. It's like, I think, I think we've had one or two children show some curiosity 
regarding, you know, a little bit about her, wonder what she was like. Um, but but short of that, we've not really had a, any kind of, and, and uh, let's see, how many of my kids are over 18 now? Um, eight of them. Wow. And several of them are in their mid-20s. And it's just not been something they pursued. They're just living their life. They we, know who their mom and dad are. Yeah, they're li- that's exactly right. They're living their lives. We are the mom and dad they know. We are their history. And if they would choose to do that, well, we would help them. That's fine. We wouldn't be threatened by it. They just haven't. Very well. Very well said. Yeah. Good perspective. I think it's good to have that because you're right. So many people, especially on the professional side, really are pushing um, – talking to a, your kids about adoption and explaining everything, everything, everything. And I, I agree with your minimalistic approach is just let it come as, it, as they ask questions and you don't have to explain the world to them. So I like that. Tim, one of the, I think, main causes of this idea that everything has to be explained and all adoptions have to be wide open is related to redefining the family. Mm. Culturally, the family can be anything you want it to be now. It's not a mom and a dad with children. It's anything. So if it is anything, well, why not have two moms? Why not have two dads? So you're adopted, you got your birth mom and dad, and you got your adopted mom and dad. So there you go. Probably right. And I I think that's very true. (laughs) I think that especially in the helping professions. Yes. Their view of family is much more squishy in its boundaries. And therefore, the idea that mom and dad are raising this child and forming a cohesive bond as a family with a mom and a dad and a child, ah, uh, well, you know, we can, we, can, we can add a few people in here. And it won't cause any complications whatsoever. <laughs> the more, the merrier. It takes a village, right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing that. One more question for you real quick is, I know you're short on time here, so we'll make this quick, but I just wanted to get your take on what what you think is the most important thing for families to remember when they're just starting their building family through adoption. So they're just a hopeful family. They've got infertility problems, whatever they have that led them to this point. But what's the most important thing you think for families to remember when they're starting? The most important thing to remember is you are mom and dad. That is your child. This isn't some special sort of relationship that alters how you discipline, that alters how you communicate, that alters how you, oh, I'm so glad we adopted you that you say every two months. This is your son. This is your daughter. Approach it that way rather than, oh, gosh, you know, I'm wondering how he's feeling. Oh, I'm wondering if there's a sense of abandonment. (laughs) Oh, gee, they they over-psychologize it. They over-complicate it. And they, they overhaul market. Like, it's going to be wonderful. We didn't think we were going to have a child. Now we have two adopted children, and it's just going to be wonderful. We're going to make our family life so beautiful, and it's not going to have any bumps and bruises. Hey, this is real family, adopted or not. I think that's the way you got to approach it. Love it. And that's good from you, coming from a psychologist yourself, to, to say hey, that everything's I got over at. It's going to serve the church, Jim. <laughs> And I got some probably going to serve time, you know? 
All right. Well, thank you. I know you had to press for time, so I really appreciate you joining us, Dr. Ray. You're a real inspiration to us, and I'll be sure to share with everybody uh, all your links and your books, and I'll do that on the outro here. So I'll just let you go for now, and thank you again. Hey, Jim. Thanks a lot. I'll appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, awesome interview with Dr. Ray Gurendi. I really appreciate his time. I know it was probably one of the shortest interviews I've ever done, but I really looked forward to talking to him because, you know, he's my hero. He's my adoptive dad hero. He's adopted 10. I've adopted two working on number three, so he's got a lot more on me. Uh, so I just enjoyed picking his brain and just about the few questions that we were able to get uh, in with him. I just really appreciated, and uh, I'd like to hear your comments on what you thought He's got a little bit different view on open adoption than a lot of professionals that you hear out there and things that you read. Everybody is, uh, you know, so high on open adoption. And it, I don't think Dr. Ray is saying open adoption is bad. I think he's saying that you be careful with open adoption. It's not always uh, glitzy and glorious as it may sound. And I think that's absolutely true. You need some some kind of boundaries there set so you can kind of protect yourself and not more importantly, not just protect yourself, but more importantly, protect your child because not all situations are rosy and, and great. Um, my wife and I have been blessed to have really great open adoptions and uh, they're just awesome. I wouldn't trade our kids as birth parents for the world. They're just really incredible people, but I know they're not, that's not always the case in every open, open adoption. So encourage you to read more about open adoption. I have some links on my site. If you go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash start here, you can find some articles that are written about written about open adoption. And I send links to you for, for other ones, uh, other articles and other sites that uh, can point you to open adoption. But uh, I encourage you to check it out and uh, read more, research more about it, no matter where you are on your adoption journey. Anyway, I just love the way Dr. Ray is so open and honest and very straightforward. And, you know, being a clinical psychologist himself, just knowing that uh, he just cuts through the clutter. And like he said, uh, people tend to overanalyze and over-psychologize things. And that's really interesting coming from a psychologist himself. So I, I just love his insight and uh, his experience and how he's talked to so many people and not just talking to people, but actually working with them and through their problems. So he's seen a lot of different situations. So I really trust his opinion and his experience. And, and uh, man, his wife does have to be a saint, right? Going through 10, 10 adoptions and uh, those kids at one point all under 12. Wow, that's that's some work. So anyway, I want to share with you uh, my four free adoption resources. If you have not already gotten them, go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash welcome. I have four free other really mini ebooks, but I put them together for you to save you time, money, and stress on your adoption journey from stuff that I've been through and stuff that I've learned in the seven years that we've been in the adoption process in the adoption world. And we're on our adoption number three. We're live and waiting right now. So hopefully, uh, that will come soon. But I encourage you to go check out those resources. And if you sign up, all you have to do is give me your email address just so I know where to send them to. And then also you'll get uh, updates from me, not frequent, uh, probably once a week, maybe twice a week, or I'm sorry, once a week or once every two weeks, we'll send you an update on just my latest blog posts or latest podcast episodes. So 
you don't have to always come back to the site now. Put them right to your inbox. Uh, and if you want even more adoption info, I do have a seven steps resource guide, infantadoptionguide.com forward slash seven steps. And uh, go there and you can get that on amazon.com. It's very cheap, $2.99. But it has a ton of over 100 links on domestic infant adoption. So it really will help you in your journey. And I'd love to get your feedback on it and let me know what you think about the book. So thank you so much for joining me. And uh, one more thing, if you would go to iTunes, which hopefully you're getting this podcast on, you can subscribe to the podcast there, but also you can leave me an honest review. Give me some feedback. It helps. uh, If you give me a five-star review, it really will help uh, more people to hear the podcast. So thank you so much for that. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you again soon. God bless you on your infant adoption journey. See you next time.